When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and those who don't identify as either, you are listening to Ratchet and Respectable with Demetria L. Lucas. You ever been so mad that you can't even get mad? It would just be all bad anger, and the decisions that you make in that anger will be detrimental, and so you can't even be mad. That's where I am right now. I'm so pissed that I can't even be pissed. Yo, this waking up every day and like listening to Oprah on YouTube, I've only been on this new routine for like a week and change. The other day, actually yesterday, which, you know, the beginning of the crazy, it's more than one thing. Oh, and also let me say this, because anytime a woman is upset about something, people are like, oh, it must be a man. It ain't got nothing to do with a man. British Bay is fine. Him is wonderful. Everybody's great. Yesterday morning, before the crazy began, I woke up. I did my stretches. I had my coffee, made my breakfast, sat down to watch my Oprah. Yesterday's Oprah selection was an interview with Maya Angelou. She had a book coming out that was about her mother. I don't remember the name of the interview to tell you what it is to look it up on YouTube. But Maya Angelou, her mama, and Oprah, it's like 30, 40 minutes. Oprah starts off talking about Maya Angelou being a mother figure in her life. And she talks about this time that something happened and she was distraught. And she called Maya Angelou and she was in tears. And Maya Angelou gets on the phone and Oprah says, I'm so upset. Everything is is gone so wrong. And Maya Angelou said to her, she said, say thank you. And she said, this is nothing to be thankful for. This is terrible. Like everything is falling apart. Did you hear me? And she said, yes, say thank you. Maya Angelou had been speaking with her on prior occasions about learning the lesson of gratitude. And she said, if you can always find a way to be thankful, no matter what your situation is, it makes the situation better. You always have to find gratitude and you always have to say, even if the worst, thank you. It sounded really great when I heard it yesterday morning and I was like, oh, okay, like this, you know, say thank you. I used to make this list every day. It's also something I got from Oprah. It's like 20 years ago I used to do this. And I did it for like maybe 10, 15 years. I did it until I left New York, huh? But I would make a list every day of 10 things I was thankful for from the day before. And it could be something as simple as this coffee shop that I used to go to in Brooklyn. They had like these ice cream sandwiches and they would always run out of chocolate chip. So if they had one, I might write that down as something I was thankful for. It didn't have to be anything like major. Just, you know, find the the small thank yous. So when I heard her say it yesterday, I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, that's easy. Until like, you know, yesterday night. And I was like, are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me? And then immediately I was just like, stop. I didn't say thank you in the moment, but I just cut my brain off. Like I was like, I can't, 
I can't deal with this right now. Like I'm in a good mood, like something, something really good. It just happened. I am, have been stalking these tickets for Jasmine Sullivan. I didn't realize until like a week ago that she was performing and I couldn't find any decent tickets. One, the tour has been largely sold out because it's Jasmine Sullivan. And then also after she won a Grammy, like the few remaining tickets got snatched up and the prices went up. And I was like, I love me some Jasmine Sullivan. I'm not paying $1,400 to see Jasmine Sullivan first front row ticket or not. Section A, row B, I'm still not paying that for Jasmine Sullivan. I love you, sis. I'll, I'll stream the album. But I was stalking Ticketmaster, and then maybe 10 minutes before the concert began, Ticketmaster started releasing last-minute tickets, and I got a ticket for, what is $129? In the 100 section, like right off center of the stage, and I was like, this will do. I want to say it was like row G. It was at cost. It wasn't like a premium ticket. So I bought the ticket and then went and took a shower and drove over to Inglewood. So I was really excited about that. But between the purchase of the ticket and getting to the concert, wild shit happened. And I was like, I can't even deal with this because I just want to focus on the concert, which, by the way, was amazing. It was at the YouTube theater at the SoFi Stadium. And I'd never been to either one. But the YouTube theater is like it's like 6000 people. It looks like a really large high school gym. And I walked in and it's one of those rare occasions where like everybody's black. Which, you know, L.A. does have black people. That's not a question. I just rarely see them. So I walked in and was like, hey, hey, blacks. Like, hey, I was happy to see the blacks. But no, Jasmine puts on like an amazing show. And she's like, Button's cute. I was like weirdly proud of her. I mean, she's kind of like little sis. She she said she was 35. I thought she was I thought she was younger than that. Because in my head, I probably would have referred to her as niece. But no, I guess she grew up and so did I. Got, got yourself two Grammys. Got yourself a sold out show. You look good. You sound good. Like, I was really proud of her. Now I'm trying to fight not talking about the thing. Let's just move on to today's topics. We have good black news this week. Remember I told y'all that I wasn't the biggest fan of Bridgerton 2? Y'all know how much I love Bridgerton 1. I talked about that show like nonstop forever. And I've watched it like so many times. It's ridiculous. I put it on to go to sleep. I've moved on to other shows now. But Bridgerton season two set a new record at Netflix for the most viewed show in one week. It broke the record that was held by Inventing Anna. I had no idea that show was as big as it is. I was about to say who knew, but I guess all the people that watch. I still haven't watched Inventing Anna. Bridgerton 2 is tracking to be the second most viewed show ever on Netflix, at least for English language. The current record for most views and Netflix measures that I'm sound, I sound so nerdy right now. My bad. But I love little details like this. Netflix measures its most viewed by how often a show is viewed per month. And so Bridgerton one holds the English language Netflix record for that. And so Bridgerton two is tracking to be second. It's not tracking the same way Bridgerton one was. But still, amazing feat for Shondaland and the team. Just in case you're curious, the number one show ever on Netflix, guess what it is? You probably guess what it is. Squid Game. That's the number one show like ever on Netflix, which doesn't surprise me. I ain't all that excited about what's to come on, on Bridgerton 3, but I'm going to be watching it, even if it's just to complain about it. So like I'll be contributing. What else is going on? Oh, Viola Davis has a new book coming out and she's doing a Netflix special, Netflix. I am not being paid by Netflix, by the way, but she is doing a sit down with Oprah Winfrey 
for a part of a Netflix show. I thought Oprah had her sit-downs on Apple. Is that deal over? Or is this like a special fancy exception? I knew Viola had a book coming out. It's called Finding Me, which I'm actually really excited about. Let me call over to her publisher and see if I can get a copy of this book. Okay, so Vogue does have the details we like. The Viola interview will be filmed on Oprah's porch in Maui. (laughs) I love this woman's life. They will discuss Davis's painful memories of her upbringing and her journey of healing and forgiveness. I knew there was some healing and forgiveness up in here because that's Oprah's like sweet spot. She loves that. The interview will delve into all it took for Viola to reach her heights, primarily achieved by playing a range of powerful women. Vogue notes that she's up for playing Michelle Obama in the, the uh, I guess it's the anthology series, The First Lady. Can I say this? Can I say this out loud? Will y'all hate me? I love the Viola. I love the Viola. I love the Viola. That commercial of her as Michelle Obama looks completely terrible to me. It does not look good to me. I love the Viola. Don't be mad at me. I love the Viola. It didn't look good. I love the Viola. You know who should have played Michelle Obama? The mom from, um, what's the show? What's our show? What's our show? What's our show? Bel Air. The mom from Bel Air should have played Michelle Obama. I'm sorry. I love Viola. I love Viola in everything Viola has ever done. I may also love Viola in this. It may have just been a poorly put together commercial. But of all the wives that were shown in the in the commercial, because it's not just an anthology about Michelle Obama. It's about first wives, different first wives. So like Michelle, Jackie O. But yeah, like I, mm, it, mm, no, no, no. Mm-mm. This is interesting. I'm reading that these fun facts about Viola. She has a Golden Globe, four SAG Awards, an Oscar, an Emmy, and a Tony. She actually has two Tonys. She's also the most Academy Award nominated black woman in history. Huh. I knew she was good. I knew she was that good. I didn't know she has been that acknowledged. Vogue says that this the interview will talk about the volatile nature of her beginnings, growing up in extreme poverty. Her childhood was one of hardship and horrifying abuse. Oprah loves to talk to people about abuse. I mean, not that it's not a necessary topic. It does happen far too often. Let her talk about it. That wasn't a criticism. That was just an observation. Quite excited about this. I love that they're um, they're doing this interview on the porch in Maui. I love black women just like luxuriating, having some excellence and luxury in their lives. Where are you at, Maui? Where you at? On my porch? Oh, you want some lemonade? (laughs) I like it. Oh, this isn't good black news, but this is news. Jen and Ben are engaged. Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. I'm not as excited about it this time as I was the original time. I always thought she should have been with Ben. I liked her with A-Rod. I did. I thought they made a nice, cute couple together. She loved the hell out of Ben. She made that album that everybody said was trash, but I actually really liked it because she really did love Ben. I like the album. She's really deep in love, and, and I was happy for her love. And then, you know, they broke up. They went their separate ways. He went off. She went off. And now they've come back together. I hope it works out for them this time. They really like, they really loved each other. And I know folks are going to be like, girl, when she just engaged to somebody else like less than a year ago? Yes. Yes. The man ain't want to be with her. So she found a man that did. What you want? I get on the internet every single day and people are crying about women ain't getting married. Women act like they don't want a man. Why are women so independent? Why are women this? Why are women that? That's why you lonely. Buy cat food. Meow, meow. Every single day. And then this woman 
you know, she keeps going to find a man. Like, if this one won't do, I'll find another that will. I mean, she stayed with a man. And people be like, oh, she can't be alone. I thought being alone was bad. Y'all tell me every day how bad it is on the internet. Being alone is bad. I'd be like, I want to sleep like a starfish. Like, you're selfish. You're selfish. You don't want no husband. You don't want no kids. It's selfish. And then this woman, like, she has kids. She want another husband. Evidently. Something wrong with that, too? I think y'all just don't like women some days. Actually, I think that every day. But congratulations to Jen and Ben. I hope it works out for them. They look happy. I hope they stay that way. And if they're not happy, I hope they go find happiness. You know, I don't believe in staying in a fucked up situation. Oh, the story I want to tell y'all. Let me tell you this. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm in the process of signing myself on to do this major project that essentially requires me to lie for a living, i.e. make up shit for the sake of story. I am terrible at lying about shit, making shit up, because in my life experience, the wildest shit that happens, if I wrote it as story and tried to present it to someone and be like, boom, so this is the story that I want to tell with all these winds and twists and turns, but this is how it begins and this is how it ends, and like, you're never going to believe this wild ass ride. People be like, you know what? No, we don't believe this wild ass ride because nothing would ever happen this way. And yet, and yet... And yet, in life it does. I'll tell the story someday. That's not the part I'm mad about. That's actually the funny part. It's not right to compare yourself to other people, right? If you're upset about something, you should rightfully be able to sit in your upset. It doesn't matter that someone else is worse off than you. Your feelings about whatever you're feeling are still valid, even if other people are experiencing a greater level of hardship. I understand that. Also, one of the things keeping me sane right now is like, shit, I could have been you. Praying grandmothers, yo. Praying grandmothers. I'll tell you the story one day. Um, (laughs) And not so great black news. Well, I don't know if this this count. Babies are blessings. All over Twitter right now, people are having meltdowns. And I think meltdown is the accurate way to describe it. Solange's son, Jules. We didn't watch Jules grow up. Like, I remember her pregnant in, was it the Soldier video? She had, like, the big old belly looking like she was about to pop any day. She was 17, I think, at the time. Damn, that was so long ago. It doesn't feel like that. Oh, I sound like old folks. Old folks be like, man, time does fly. Doesn't it? Does that mean I'm old folks? Shit. Anyway, what else is going on? I want to talk about The Real. The Real is over after eight seasons. I'm reading about this in Variety. Oh, here's a fun fact. Did you know The Real was created by the same person who... Did you know The Real was created by the same person who created Jersey Shore? That's a rich lady. Sally Ann Salsano. I'm reading this on Variety. According to insiders, Warner Brothers opted to end the show after Fox stations declined to pick it up another season. They say the move is not related to the launch of the Jennifer Hudson show. I did hear Jennifer Hudson was getting her own show. Hmm. I don't have a public opinion on that just yet. I need to see her interview somebody first. I don't know that I've ever seen Jennifer Hudson interview anyone. I've seen her be interviewed. I'm open to, I'm open to seeing what her personality is like. Um, old girl who also came up on, um, what is that show called? Come on, where Jennifer then became famous with Simon... Jennifer Hudson, Fantasia, Kelly Clarkson. Why can I not remember the name of that show? American Idol. Jesus. Oh, my God. It was driving me crazy. 
But Kelly Clarkson got a show. I don't watch it. I don't particularly watch it, but it's been on a couple seasons. She's doing all right. Jennifer has a fan base. But no, like the reel has come to an end. And, and you know, it's I never really watched the show. One of my friends at the time um, was a host for a while. That was the only time I really watched it was to support her. But otherwise, it just wasn't necessarily my cup of tea. But I don't say that to say it was bad or anything was wrong with it. It just wasn't. I didn't feel like it was conversation for me. I was preferential to the view most of the time. But this variety piece, it points out that the real won three daytime Emmy Awards and two NAACP Awards. I hate that it's coming to an end. Um, I kind of got a sense that it was. And that's not from any sort of insider information. That's just from like, you know, just randomly seeing clips of it floating around the Internet. I remember when they used to have like that really big stage and they used to have like the guests come on and and do sort of like fancy and fun things. Um, You could see the budget of the show decreasing. I read I think it was an open letter from from Lonnie Love. And she was talking about like they did everything they could to keep the show on the air. She said something about like turning an empty conference room into the set of their show. And at some point it had started to look like that. Like you could really tell that they like cut the budget a lot. And, you know, there's always like, you know, the COVID situation where they were like working from home. But even when they got back in studio, like it looked very on a tight budget, not cheap. I don't want to say cheap, but it looked very much on a tight budget. So I kind of got the sense that some things were going on behind the scenes. But I think it's important to acknowledge that they had a good run, that they lasted eight years. That this is not just, you know, you got a shot for one season and your show didn't do well and was canceled. I mean, we've we've seen that happen to, you know, unfortunately, Mr. Cannon. I think some of his uh, off-screen antics affected his perception on the show. I'm trying to find this open letter. That Lonnie wrote. Lonnie said, in the end, the real cast and crew did everything we could to scale the show down. This is what she wrote on Instagram. She said, quote, we shot seven to eight shows in three days. What? They were doing three shows a day? Jesus. Focus. We shot seven to eight shows in three days. No audience. Made a conference room into a studio. But in my opinion, COVID costs killed the show. It's been a great ride, and thanks to viewers for eight great seasons. They should go out with their heads held high. Eight seasons of a show is an excellent run. Kudos to them. The ride has come to an end, but they've done good work. I think each of the women on the show can figure out what's next. Like, this this isn't going to be the last we see of them. And be good. I hope to see them all again soon. To me, this isn't a good riddance. This is more a sorry to see you go. And I think that's important to say as somebody who wasn't like a huge fan of the show, but also still respects the work that was done. It not being my kind of thing doesn't mean it's not a good thing. I have Paula and Chicken (laughs) on here. (laughs) Poor Paula Patton. Paula did this video and I don't know why she did the video. I don't follow her on social media. I don't know if she posts on like a regular basis, but I can't ever remember anyone talking negatively about Paula Patton's social media or her being hungry for attention or or anything but Paula went ahead and made this chicken apparently she didn't clean the chicken right and let me say this before I say any anything further about Paula and the chicken most of the things that I know about how to fry chicken are from people's reaction to seeing the way that Paula fried her chicken confession I have never fried chicken a day in my life I've seen it done I've seen chicken cleaned. 
I know that you're supposed to clean it. I can't tell you what 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 products you use to clean the chicken. I'm, I have no idea. I, I, I don't know how to tell you to clean chicken. I know that it must be cleaned because I'm black. But ask me how to clean it. I have no idea. I have to go find a YouTube video and I would search until I found like somebody's like auntie or mom with like the big upper arm. And then I would see what she does. And then that's what I would do because I trust that her chicken is made right. But I have no idea how to clean chicken. My mama fries chicken. You want to know another fun fact? I haven't had chicken since 1998. I went vegan for two years when I was in college. I got like super, super tiny, like to the point that I had like big head syndrome. Like it was at the time I thought I was so cute. And I look back at those pictures. I was like, you look hungry, sis. You look hungry. Very hungry, babe. I went vegan. And then one day I was like, I'm hungry because I was hungry for like two years. My mother had like fried some fish and it was just sitting there on the counter, like hot and smelling good and looking crunchy. And I just picked up a piece and my mom was like, what are you doing? And I just ate the fish and stared at her. And so she was like, I guess you're not a vegan anymore. I was like, no. And just like that, I stopped being a vegan. But I've never, I never went back to like chicken or any kind of meat. I don't do turkey, obviously not pork, like beef. I gave up beef and pork 95, 96. I was in high school. So yeah, so people making fun of Paula And the way she fried her chicken is how I realized like, oh, okay, these are the things that chicken requires. I did know, though, from seeing enough black women fried chicken that you have to season the chicken on the front end and not when it's in the grease. I didn't know that much. I don't really know exactly all what seasoning chicken requires. I do know that because I'm from Maryland that I'm putting Old Bay on that bitch. I don't know if I'm supposed to. I don't know if that's improper, but it's what I'm going to do because I put Old Bay on everything. Like I had eggs this morning. I put Old Bay on my eggs. I believe in Old Bay and chives. It's weird. So I need to tell you that about Paula because I cannot sit here and clown Paula. Oh, I do know the chicken shouldn't be pink. I did know that. But Paula got on Instagram and she made this video and she's just as happy as she could be. She's such a sweet woman. Like all those characters that she plays where she's like the sweetest person on God's green earth. She seems like she might be that like in real life. You weren't acting. You were just memorizing lines and reciting them. You're really a sweet person. Paula was like, I'm going to make my mom's recipe for chicken. You know, Paula is a a biracial woman. Her mother is um, non-melanated. Mm-hmm. So she made the chicken that the way that her mom makes it. And apparently her mom just runs some water over the chicken to, to, to clean and wash it. And then she just puts the naked chicken in the grease. These black people were just outraged, outraged. I will say this, though. It was the nicest dragging I had ever seen. My friend sent me this link to the shade room and she was like, read the comments. And I was like, oh, I don't want to read the comments because Paula's so nice. I don't want to see them dragging Paula. And she said, that's the thing. They aren't dragging her. And I was like, really? At the shade room? And then she was like, no. She was like, it's the nicest comment section I've ever seen on the shade room. People were so kind. They were like, oh, Paula. They're like, well, you know, her mom is dot, dot, dot. People try things different than, you know, usual. Like, because I wouldn't do it doesn't mean that she's wrong in her way. Clearly, this is something that works for her and she thinks it tastes good. And I was like, yo, let this be a testament of how much people like Paula Patton. Because let Monique have done that shit. Monique would never. But let Monique have done that shit. It would have been the dragging of a life. The dragging of a life. 
Paula has deposited enough goodwill into the cultural account that even when Paula fucks up frying chicken, black people are like, well, you know, you know, it's Paula. Just like, let's just let's just look and look away. Mostly. Until folks realized she fried all that chicken and was taking it to her son's school. People were like, she gonna kill them kids. She gonna kill them kids with that pink chicken. (laughs) Black people be dramatic as shit. I want to say more, but there's nothing more I can say. I would burn the whole goddamn house down trying to fry something. I've never fried fish either. I've never fried anything. Nothing. I have never put oil in a pan and turned up the heat. Never. I use my oven. (laughs) You know, I be doing all them ads on here for like at home delivery. It's in my profile for my production company. Advertisements that would be authentic for Demetria is at home delivery food. Last Monday, I used my oven for the first time in my apartment. I was so proud of myself. I went to the grocery store by my house. They had this beautiful salmon stuffed with crab meat. So I got one of those salmons and I baked it last Monday. And it was the first time I used the oven in the two years I've lived in this apartment. I didn't use the oven in the old apartment either. I used, I used the oven in Brooklyn though. I used to make lasagnas. Him like lasagnas. Whole nother story. What else? Our next topic can either be Will Smith, who I'm so sick of talking about, but we have to talk about it. Or this black guy in Miami that got murdered by his girlfriend, the white chick. Let's talk about that. So, black guy in Miami gets murdered by his girlfriend, who's a white chick. Um, Her version of events is they got into some sort of domestic dispute, and she stabbed him. And then she said that she had some sort of, like, mental breakdown So I think they took her to the psych ward. But as of right now, like she's out and roaming about freely and she's not going to be charged. I saw this video on TMZ. It looked like somebody from another apartment building. They live in a high rise in Miami. So it looked like somebody from another apartment building was filming into that apartment. Actually, I'm almost positive that's what the view was because of the angle and the window. Um, But she was in like a sports bra and sweatpants and covered in blood in the video. She was handcuffed sitting on the floor. A police officer was watching over her and her dog kept nuzzling her. And the officer was like letting her nuzzle the dog. I was like, would you let a black person do that who just like killed somebody? And then I saw another video. The girl was out and about like on the town and somebody saw her and shamed her into leaving and was like, yo, you just committed murder. I could tell from the person's voice it was a black woman. Um, But she was like, you just committed murder. Like, what are you doing? You can't just be out chilling. Like, you just committed murder. So the girl got up and, like, walked away in shame, which I was like, ma'am, you did just take a life. You can't just be out here gallivanting after you just, like, killed someone. But apparently you can because she was. So the, the black guy that she murdered was her boyfriend. He was 27, I think. Folks uncovered tweets. From him. They were old tweets, but tweets nonetheless. And he had a disdain specifically for black women. I saw screenshots of maybe like six or seven of them where he was just complaining recklessly about black women. Like it was a black woman in some class he was in. And then he was complaining about, you know, the way black women look on TV and then something else about black women. Did he resolve them somewhere between when he tweeted that stuff and then now he's with this white woman who killed him? Maybe, maybe not. But notably, people have been talking about the story, but he hasn't turned into a hashtag. 
Let me clarify that. Doesn't sound quite the way I want it to. When there have been other cases of people, men and women, black people who have been murdered by the police, their names become almost immediately household recognized. We know first and last name of countless people who've been murdered. Trayvon Martin, for instance, George Floyd, for instance. God, now that I'm like forced, now that I'm like thinking of a list on the spot, I can't make one. But Tamir Rice, Sandra Bland, very often it's people who are killed by police officers, but also people who are killed in like strange circumstance. Sir has not become a hashtag. I saw an open letter from his family earlier today, and they were asking for help, essentially, because they too have noticed that their loved one has been killed and there hasn't been a national outcry. There hasn't been a hashtag. So his brother actually wrote an open letter. He's saying that the, his brother's girlfriend, who there's no question whether she killed him, the brother says that the woman, Courtney is her name, is being treated differently because of her privilege as a wealthy white woman. Within 24 hours following my brother's death, the detective on the case prematurely concluded that this was not a crime of violence. But the information provided is deficient and the lack of transparency strongly suggests foul play. The brother goes on to say, as a family, we strongly disagree with the ignorant and repulsive tweets from my then high school age brother that have recently surfaced. However, the tweets do not diminish our demand for a thorough investigation into his murder or negate the necessity for justice. He says, it's been a week since my brother was brutally and senselessly killed. Courtney's callous actions have not been met with an ounce of remorse. We've seen videos of Courtney kissing her dogs while covered in what we believe to be my brother's blood and casually getting drinks at a hotel bar days later while my brother lays in the morgue. I feel for him. I do. And I feel for his family. I do. Irregardless, it's one of my favorite words. It's in Webster's now. Irregardless of, of his brother's, you know, naysaying or insults towards black women, it's still his brother. His brother was killed. His brother should be upset. His family should be upset. I think asking, because really what he's asking is black women to be upset, asking too much. The thing that I think very often people overlook, don't realize, ignore, intentionally erase, a lot of how these hashtags get started and how information about um, violence against black people, but especially black men, a lot of that is spread through black women who be on social media all the time talking about stuff. Women over-index on social media, like across the board. Women in general like community, right? Social media is a community. It might not be a healthy community, but it's a community nonetheless. Women over-index in those spaces. Black people over-index in, that sp in those spaces. So, so black and woman intersectionality, okay. These hashtags where injustice happens to someone and it gets blown up into a national news story, a lot of that is black women chattering and tweeting and hashtagging and bringing awareness and being outraged and organizing movements and going to marches and, and making sure people pay attention. Because when we see something happen to a black man, we think that could be my son, that could be my brother, that could be my father, that could be my grandfather, that could be my uncle, that could be my nephew, that could be my student. We still have this community tie. In general, we tend to care way more about things that happen to black men than black men care about what happens to us. What this brother is noticing and why he's having to say that as a family, you know, we denounce these tweets 
and he has to point out like the injustice. He's making this this open plea for people to care is because black women have heard the backstory about his brother and are not rushing to his aid. You wanted to denounce black women. Black women have a horrible reputation. You don't want them in classes with you. You, you don't fuck with black women. Okay. You got a white chick. Like, okay. It's not that we want to ride for a black man that's with a white woman. But she's like, you got these tweets and you got this white girl. It's kind of like, let your white queens figure it out. And dude is reaching out. Like, you know, our family needs help. Like, help us bring this to attention. Like, help us get justice. You must be talking to other black guys. And unfortunately, they're not running to your aid. Like, it's women... Not to say that men don't do movements, but women, like the groundwork of movements, the groundswell of movements, that's largely black women. I'm trying to avoid talking about Black Lives Matter because they're embroiled in this financial scandal. And I don't know enough. That's not true. I have done my research on it. I know enough. I don't want to sit on my platform and denounce other black women. I've been waiting. I was like, can y'all give a, a, a decent response to counteract these, ac- these latest accusations that y'all went and spent $6 million of this charitable money on a goddamn mansion that y'all ain't done shit with with chilling? Please give me a response that, that, that sounds sensible. I really don't want to think y'all did what it's looking like y'all did. I really don't want to do that. I'm trying to be aware of the size of my platform and use it for good. Please let me do that. Please don't let me have to drag y'all. I don't want to. I'm patiently waiting on y'all to give a public response that makes sense so we can put this to bed. Otherwise, now I got to drag y'all for fucking up the money and fucking up the movement. That's it. That's it. That's not the point. The point is, it's not lost on me and shouldn't be lost on anyone else that that the biggest civil rights movement of, of our time, of my lifetime, is Black Lives Matter. It was started by three women, three black women. But black men still want to run around just dragging black women left and right. Don't let something happen to your ass. Y'all be making all them tweets, dragging black women every day. Don't let something happen to your ass. Ain't going to be no national justice. You, your mama and them can figure it out. Just like, sir, this is the first time I can actually recall seeing this happen, though, where enough black women have gotten a message where we're like, yo, we're divesting. We're divesting from this shit. We're not going to ride for people who don't ride for us. If you don't see the shift, the shift is here. The shift is occurring. You don't see the shift? I see the shift. It's a major news story. I ain't seen hashtag the one talking about justice for so-and-so with the clouds in the background and, and the faded angel wings. I ain't seen it yet. But I do genuinely feel for his parents. I'm not cold-hearted. I'm just not, you know, willing to lift a finger for someone who wouldn't do the same for me. Such is life. Um, or death. Shit. Last but not least, we need to talk about Will Smith. Hopefully we won't have to talk about him at length. I'm so sick of this goddamn story. I didn't hold the podcast last week. I recorded on Thursday night. I turned it in. And Friday afternoon, the Academy announced its punishment for Will Smith is that he would be banned from Academy events. Banned in person and virtually. I was like, you're going to ban the man virtually? He can't even log on? Um, Even on mute? Even if he doesn't turn his camera on? But they said Will Smith is banned from all the Academy events for one decade. 10 years. Some people thought that was excessive. I could see that. They thought maybe Will just shouldn't be allowed to present next year because he won Best Actor this year. It's usually if you win one year, then you present the next year. People thought that would have been fair. Or maybe three years. They thought that was fair. I asked, what does it really mean? Like, like he can't go to the events anymore. Like, is there something else? Like, there's nothing. Like, he can't be nominated. Some people thought it was excessive. A lot of people pointed out and they were like, well, you know, Harvey Weinstein and Woody Allen and um, 
what's the guy who can't come in the country because he was um, convicted of raping a girl? I mean, when I say a girl, I mean like a girl. Like she was like 12, 13, 14, something like that. Polanski. Um, they were like, well, the Academy never banned them. And I was like, well, look, Weinstein is in jail. Polanski can't enter the country. Woody Allen? Did they still fuck with him? I ain't seen Woody Allen in a month of Sundays. Fair enough on the Woody Allen thing. Look, I'm going to say this and I want you to know before and after I say it, I'm still like pro-black and I like ride for black people. I didn't think it was excessive. I didn't. If I went and put a party together and this was my big night for my big party, I throw an annual party. I invite all my friends. It's very special to me. It's my big party. And you fuck up my party? I've kicked people out for less and banned them from everything I do forever forth. Y'all saw me do it on national TV. I ain't changed. I kicked her out then and I'd kick her out again today. I have no contact with this woman. She might be a lovely person now. I wish her no ill will anyway whatsoever at all. But she can't come to my shit no more. And she don't give two fucks. She ain't trying to be invited. I haven't talked to this woman in over, what, five, six years? She don't give two shits about me. But I wouldn't invite her to my shit again. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'm surprised he didn't get a lifetime ban. I'm not advocating for that. I'm not saying give him harsher punishment. If your biggest punishment for walking on a stage and slapping a grown-ass man... If your biggest punishment is you can't go to the party no more, stop. This is not something to make a fuss about. It's not. I'm sorry. It's not. He can't go to the Oscars. Did anybody die? Lots of of conversation about whether Chris Rock is going to sue him. Chris Rock um, still hasn't said much about the incident. He's still on tour. He said that he wouldn't have anything to say about the incident unless he got paid. And so people are like, are you talking about paying him for an interview? Like TMZ? Like, where, where you at? Y'all got pockets. Harvey? Isn't his name Harvey over at TMZ? Harvey? Cut this man a check, Harvey. Cut this man a check with haste, expeditiously. Or is he talking about he's going to sue people? And that's when he's going to talk. Because the Academy, he could sue them. The production company, Mr. Packer. You know I love Mr. Packer and Mrs. Packer. It's Mr. Packer's birthday. He posted a nice video today. He in the middle of nowhere at the beach in the middle of the ocean. Got somebody's, uh, what's it called, drone flying all around him. Beautiful shots. Mr. Packer is living his best life. I'm waiting, though, for his wife to show up. He and Mrs. Packer give me life. I love seeing them together. They be so damn happy and kind of drunk. It's wonderful. I was like, this is the life I'd like to live. I want to be really happy and kind of drunk with my person. Remember that Jeff Bezos drunk? I don't know why I will never forget that line. Remember Jeff Bezos was cheating on his wife. He was sending a text to his mistress and he said, I want to get a little drunk with you. Not too drunk. Just a little drunk. (laughs) Bezos was trying to get buzzed. (laughs) I don't know why I remember that line. It's so stupid. But that's how the Packers be. They just be a little drunk. Just enough drunk. But happy birthday to Mr. Packer. I love him for some reason. I don't know why Will Packer has this like warm hold over my spirit. And it was before I interviewed him. I liked him before. I loved him. After I interviewed Will Packer, I was like, I love Will Packer. I don't know why. He's just great. There was something else I wanted to say. Oh, I'm so sick of talking about these goddamn people. Jada Pinkett Smith. Last week, there were all these headlines about what Jada Pinkett Smith had said. She said um, that she she didn't need defending and she Will shouldn't have gone on the stage and something else. Maybe, maybe it was something along the lines of like, you know, I think Will was wrong for doing that. Something like that. Those are the headlines that were everywhere. And people were really upset with Jada. And they were like, how could you throw him under the bus like that in public? Um, Will said that he too thinks it's wrong and that he shouldn't have done that. 
he's he's written multiple apologies. Like he said, like, there is no place for violence in like a world that is free and just. I'm not going to look up the quote. I'm sorry. But he's he said multiple times that my behavior was wrong. I was wrong. I should not have done that. I was wrong. So Jada also saying like he was wrong. He should not have done that. I do not need defending. They're they're aligned. They are um, what's the word uh, Christian folks like to use equally yoked in, in this scenario. Also, the most important part of this, Jada didn't say shit. All these headlines keep saying Jada Pinkett Smith says, Will Smith's wife says, Jada Pinkett Smith says. But if you actually went into the article, it says sources close to Jada say. Sources say. A source says. It's an unnamed source. It doesn't even say like Jada's mama, Jada's daughter, Jada's auntie, Jada's house manager, Jada's assistant. It's just sources. Who are these people? But the headlines keep saying Jada says and people are running with the headlines and they're just like dragging the fuck out of Jada Pinkett Smith. And like, look, Jada and Will have a team of publicists that they can use to project whatever message they want to put out, whatever quotes they want to clean up, whatever image the best they can if they really want to. I mean, if, and if they really wanted to clean all this shit up tomorrow, they could. Fixers exist. The real life Olivia Pope is thriving and working and accepting retainer. Judy Smith is with us and in good health. This could be solved and quickly if they really cared that much. They don't right now. Neither one of these people need any kind of defending from me. So I don't say any of this in Jada's defense, but I say it to point out, my God, people are dumb as fuck. I should not at this point in my life be surprised by the level of misogyny. And yet... And yet, I am still shocked by how many people just hate women. There's no other way to explain all the hatred for Jada Pinkett Smith. Like, people are mad at this woman for things that literally never happened. They're like, she criticized her husband sexually. She didn't. We talked about this when it happened. She didn't. The headline said she did. The quote, the actual quote She talked about having sex with the same person over years of time. And she was like, you know, you got to communicate. She's like, because you have this chemistry and you think you're all into each other. And so like, all I have to do is X. And she's like, no, you have to have a conversation. That's not, that's not criticizing your husband. That's not saying your husband is a trash lover. That's just having honest communication about sex and how you make it pleasurable, especially when you're having it with the same person for 25 fucking years. You got to introduce some new shit to keep things spicy. A little biting, a little choking, tossing people up and shit. Role play, not like a cat. Some other filthy shit that I haven't got enough sense not to announce on a goddamn podcast because y'all not going to use that against me when, when I fuck up. I'm fully aware that I'm responsible for talking for two hours every week. I edit my own shit to make sure I don't say anything too, too crazy. But one of these days, I'm going to get caught up. I am actively working on making good cultural deposit so that y'all can treat me kind of like y'all did Paula Patton with this goddamn chicken. Paula got off so easy with that chicken. I'm making my cultural deposits for the win. That said, I do not understand how Jada went to an event, got insulted at the event. Her 50-something-year-old husband walked on stage and slapped someone, and Jada is somehow being dragged in all of this. She didn't slap anyone. She didn't insult anyone. She just sat there. And if she had food, she would have ate it. She literally did nothing. And she's being dragged. 
It's, it's insane to me. Her ex-boyfriend or her, I don't know what to call him, her entanglement. Her entanglement is confusing me. It was rumored that he was writing a book about his entanglement with Mrs. Smith. So people were asking him about this book and he got real saucy about it. Like I would never. He told people to go pray to God. Let me go see if I can find this quote. He got real sassy. Where is this? August Alcina. This is what I get for not putting my notes together in advance. Oh, God, they're running this damn story on Fox News. All right, all right, all right. It's the first one that came up. I'm sorry. So this is what he wrote when people said that he was writing this book. This was his response on his, um, I think it was his Instagram stories. He said, what would be the need to write a book about my supposed sex life with anybody ever in life? He went on to say that there's already been, quote, several fantasies, hypotheticals, and fictions based on his love life. He said, if you're looking for that kind of entertainment, go read those. He said, read the book called Holy Bible while you're at it, too. He said, why would one look to make that type of money? He concluded, why would one look to make that type of money eating from the lowest of fruit when God's promise is great harvest? I'm God's very own. So he makes me rich and not just in spirit. Be blessed. Okay. All right. That sounds very grown and sensible and logical. This man is outraged. He said, how could you put my name in this foolishness? I'm like, sir, sir, you are the reason we know about this foolishness. Jada didn't get out there and tell. You told. You told. You were trying to promote your last album. And so you started spilling tea. How did that album sell? And I'm not saying he was wrong for doing it. It's, it's his tea to sell. I don't like that he did it. I think he's a sloppy mouth man. But in fairness... It's his story just as much as it is hers. Apparently, he didn't get an NDA or somebody didn't cut a check or, or something. But that's a whole nother story. But he said all this. Like he sounded real righteous. Like, how could you even think that I would do something like that? And I was like, okay, so you were messy and, and you've grown. We talk about growth. We talk about grace for those that seek it all the time. You're going to do better. Okay, you're not in that place anymore. Okay, you're not going to exploit some situation. So there was that response. I also saw a piece on The Root. It said, August Alcina seemingly addresses entanglement with Jada Pinkett Smith in new song. Sir, is it Uchi Wally or is it one mic? You righteous or you trifling? Which one is it? And he conveniently is dropping this right when the Smiths are, you know, all over the place again because of, you know, Will's unfortunate reaction. Let's see what he's talking about in this song. I ain't playing it. This is according to The Root. They said he released the song last Monday and he took the social media to, to promote it. The lyrics of the song go something like this. They said, well, of course, some shit is bound to go down. That's the Beyonce lyric, isn't it? Of course, some shit is bound to go down when you tangled up with the world's favorite. Yeah, tangled. Yeah, he know what he doing using the word tangled. All right. All right. All right. All right. The Root says the song starts with, quote, I heard I was canceled. Hmm. Well, let's speak on that. The Root editorializing says it leaves us to wonder who tried to cancel August. Insert confused face emoji. The Smith family is known to be powerful in Hollywood, but I think it's safe to say that Alcina's career was already at a standstill at the time the news broke about the partnership between him and the Matrix actor. Is the Matrix actor? That's Jada. I vaguely remember her in the Matrix. The Root says, quote, many believe this is the singer's attempt to insert himself into a moment 
when the world is already talking about Will Smith and his family's public and private issues. You think? I don't understand how this young man does not have an NDA and a healthy check. I don't understand why he's still talking about this. I actually blame the Smiths on this one. Cut the check. Cut the check. Cut the check. Cut the check. Cut this black man a goddamn check so he can go away and we'll never have to hear about this shit again. Why have y'all not cut this man the check that he wants? Will is worth $350 million on his own. Jada has another $60 million. Someone cut this man enough check to quiet him up. If y'all going to stay together in this marriage, which is looking like y'all going to do, y'all don't need this bullshit coming up every time this man decides he need to promote something. He's 29. He got a long life. I'm not listening to this shit the next 30 years. Cut the check. Cut the check. Cut the check. It's ridiculous. That's it. I can't talk about these people no more. And I'm about to get mad because I just saw something come across my email and I got to deal with it real quick. So that is today's episode of Ratchet and Respectable. If you do not have your merchandise for Ratchet and Respectable, I am going to suggest to you that you purchase it because I am moving to Ghana and there will likely not be merchandise while I'm gone. So if you would like Ratchet and Respectable on anything, I would suggest that you go ahead and get this now. The website is DemetriaLLucas.com. You may visit it and you may pick out a selection of your choice. I would greatly appreciate your support of Ratchet and Respectable. That ain't everything, but that's enough. Talk soon. Talk Friday. All right. Bye. Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for.